you know, I genuinely believe, and I've seen sort of like pictures of other people, that there is a doppelganger of every single person, that there is okay. somebody else in the world <laughs> who looks like exactly like you. Really? Like a twin. Not, 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 not related, not like blood related, anything like that, but there is somebody who looks exactly like you. That would be spooky. There's this old folklore that if you touch your doppelganger, you will both die. <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, I don't think it's true. Do you reckon, because I sometimes, like, you see celebrities, right? And you see, or you see people who look like celebrities, or you'd say to somebody, oh, you kind of look like this celebrity, right? Yeah. But then, do you ever get it where that's, everyone else is like, oh, no, no, that looks nothing like yeah. The Rock. Yeah, totally. Imagine if that was you in real life. Like you meet your doppelganger and you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, we look exactly the same. We're like twins. Yeah. And then everyone else is like, uh, no, you no, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> not even, not even close. That'd be kind of, oh, here's, here's a story, right? That'd be so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have exceptionally big feet. So I have size what? 13 feet. 13. And I find it hard to buy shoes. So I often buy shoes on eBay, right? And I bought these Nikes on eBay. And they were fake. Secondhand. I bet they were fake. No, no, no. They were like really nice ones. Really but nice fakes. <laughs> they weren't fakes. <laughs> but here's the thing. I bought them from a guy. He'd wore them like a couple of times and said they weren't comfy. Um, and so there's not loads of size 13 shoe wearers. Like it's not yeah. super common. And so bidding on size 13 shoes on eBay... Uh, there's like a small amount of people who do that, right? Yeah. And this guy sent me these shoes in a box and he hand wrote my address and my name on the box. Yeah. And Rachel, my wife, saw the package when it was delivered and she was genuinely like, Ruben, why did you send a letter to your, why did you send this box to yourself? Oh. Because my name and address was written literally in my handwriting. It looked so similar. That is, that is crazy. It, it was. That is so weird. So, so weird. So welcome everyone to the Youthscape podcast. Uh, if you're still here after that chat about doppelgangers, congratulations, because now we're going to get into the real meat and potatoes of this episode. <laughs> we are going to chat a little bit about the connection between our mind or our brain and our body. Mm. And oftentimes we think that those are separate. We think like you get mental health and you get physical health, but actually those are way more interlinked than we think. For example, Matt, if you're really stressed, they say stress gives you gray legs. <laughs> <laughs> stress gives you gray legs. Yeah. Uh, and also gray hair. Bogies. <laughs> Stress gives you gray hair. Gray hair. Anxiety gives you headaches and a stomach ache. They say laughter is the best medicine because there's such a link between what you think and how you feel, between what's going on in your head and what's going on in your body. Interestingly, mm. there was a study in 2005 that found that laughter actually increased blood flow to the heart and the brain and significantly decreased the risk of cardiovascular disease. Wow. So that is, well, laughter, I think it has to do also with the breathing of laughter, yeah. but also being in a positive state of mind significantly yeah. impacted 
people's physical health. And and even if you don't believe the scientists, then maybe you believe Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. Yeah, you've seen that advert where yeah, yeah. you know where you're not you're not you you're not you when you're hungry. Mm-hmm. That's got a massive the physical the physical link of being hungry and needing something to eat to mm. your mood and your sort of attitude. My mum said that exact thing to me this morning. She basically said, "Go out, do do some exercise, go do some do something physical, get like your your heart pumping." Yeah. Because you're not you. You're not you when you're you know, when, when you're you're being when you're being cooped up all day, you're not you. you. Yeah. And I I kind of like I don't think she's got that from the Snickers advert. I think she's <laughs> she's just yeah. saying that. And and I she said that and I was like, "You know what? That is so true. For for 2 weeks I've done no more exercise than just walking. Yeah. Just a little bit of walking. Mm. And and I think I'm feeling it. I think I'm I'm feeling the difference. That it's sort of yeah, slowly sort of like building up almost. Absolutely. I definitely find if I go a few weeks without doing any exercise, I just I'm so irritable. I'm short mm. with people. It really affects my mental health. Yeah. And if you ask any healthcare professional about people who struggle, like say you struggle with anxiety, you struggle with depression, mm. and you speak to a healthcare professional, the first thing that they will ask you is, "How's your exercise? How's your diet? How's yeah. your sleep?" That's true. Yeah, those three things play such a major part in your mental health. So you mentioned exercise mm. and then diet. Oh my goodness, diet can affect your mental health so, so, so much. There's recent yeah. studies that showed like the health of your gut, meaning like your microbiome, like the bacteria in your stomach. The good the good, the bacteria. good bacteria. That's what the, the yogurt advert says, John. Yeah, exactly. That influences your mental health so much more than anyone ever thought before. So new studies mm. are showing that eating things like yogurt, fermented foods, those kinds of things are so, so, so good for your for your brain. Wow. And it's weird to think that your brain's up here, your stomach's down there. Yeah. But the link between them is so strong. I, I remember sitting in class. I remember those days where I, w- I didn't have breakfast mm. and you'd sit in, sit in class and maybe the first lesson was all right, but then you get to the second le- lesson before lunch yeah. and you haven't, it's been whatever, like... You've been up for three hours. You haven't eaten anything, and you just that that feeling of just being, just feeling a bit rubbish, mm. and just not being able to focus, yeah, and just feeling pretty awful. Exactly. And I don't want to linger too long on diet because, like I said, we're not professionals. But one thing that I can speak on is the importance of sleep. Mm. This is really interesting. If you there's loads of really interesting TED talks um, about how sleep affects our mental health. Sleep is, is really powerful. Yeah. And it's one of the three things that go out the window if you're experiencing poor mental health. Yeah. Diet, exercise, and sleep. And there's kind of, it's kind of like sometimes cool to be like, oh, I don't sleep that much. Oh, I'll sleep I stayed up dead. till two o'clock playing FIFA with my friends. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's the next day and I feel terrible. Yeah. I wish I never did it. Yeah. And people are so like, don't actually respect sleep. Mm. And so many people struggle with it. So here's some things you can do to make sure that you sleep better. Two words, routine and caffeine. Routine and caffeine. So routine. Ca- routinely drink caffeine before bed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, routine, go to bed at a similar time mm. every night. 
Don't take your phone to bed with you because of the blue light from your phone stops your brain from producing melatonin. Did you know that your phone is literally designed to keep you stimulated, to keep mm. you awake? TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all, all, all the apps that it's designed yeah. to keep you stimulated, to keep you focused. To there's keep flashing lights and the Yeah, colors, because everything's yeah. bright. It's mm. that blue light that is the signal to our brain to wake up yeah. because it's daytime. Yeah. Um, that's why it's so important to... to get the night mode on it and get your brightness down if you've yeah. got any chance of going yeah. to sleep with your phone. Yeah, so no screen time like an hour before bed. Honestly, it's hard, but it'll make the world a difference for your mental health. Yeah. And use your bed for sleep. Don't study in your bed. Don't watch movies in your bed. Yeah, use I've bed heard that. Sleep. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that's a really important thing. Yeah, like, because then your brain associates the bed with sleep. Why why do you not study or eat in your bathroom? <laughs> because uh, your bathroom, because right? Because it's stinky. <laughs> because your bathroom is for showering yeah. and going to the loo, yeah. right? Your bed is for sleeping. Yeah. And you don't want your brain to think it's for studying because then you're going to lay in bed and your brain's going to be like, all right, let's study. Exactly. Which is why every time I step into my bathroom, I poop. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So that that that's a joke, <laughs> but there's but there's some truth behind that. Like you've yeah. you've almost got to protect your protect the space where you sleep. Exactly. And the second part of that is caffeine. So loads of people take so much pride in the fact they say, "Oh, I can drink caffeine before bed. It doesn't affect me. I can drink as much as I want." False. It's nonsense. Fake news. It is nonsense. No matter who you are, you might not feel it, but on a subconscious level, that is stopping you from having good quality sleep. Absolutely. So, so don't have a cup of tea in the evening. Yeah. That's controversial in England, but don't have a <laughs> cup of tea before bed. Yeah, don't careful what you say there, Ruben. <laughs> careful. So I, I was definitely one of those people who was having like five or six coffees a day and, and easily like nine o'clock at night after yeah. dinner or whatever, I'd have a coffee. Why is that a good idea? Yeah. I, I found out as soon as I stopped doing that, my sleep was instantly better. I didn't necessarily know that I had bad sleep until I had good sleep. Yeah, exactly. And things like Coke and any kind of sodas, they have caffeine as well. They have more cap. So like Coke has almost as much caffeine as coffee. Yeah, as like a, yeah, as as like like a, a black big coffee. cup of black coffee, right? Yeah, and that's that's mad because you'll see people drinking Coke like just like before bed sometimes. And it's like a terrible idea. Yeah. You know, drink it, right? But just don't drink it after like one o'clock or something or like, yeah. or, or whatever, two o'clock. Like lip, just like limit yourself and just experiment. See what happens to have mm. one day where you don't have any caffeine. Yeah. So we have a very, very special guest with us in the studio, although not really in the studio, uh, virtually in the studio with us today we have simon smith and if you are a rugby fanatic you might recognize the name uh simon played for the english national team scored some phenomenal tries against was it romania against wales and scotland was that right simon yeah yeah three tries in in my nine games so uh yeah so an incredible rugby career and now a personal trainer so Simon, welcome. So today we're talking about um, kind of the link between the body and the mind. 
and how our mental health links up really strongly to our physical health. So Simon, could you share with us a little bit about that connection, how our physical health can benefit our mental health? Well, when we exercise, and exercise can be used as a very broad term, it's really when we just get a little bit out of, out of breath. You don't have to be playing an organized sport like rugby, um, but you know, brisk walking, walk running, any sport really, um, you, can, you can term exercise. And when we do that, we will get a feel-good release of endorphins. So some people will call it a runner's high. You don't have to run, as I say, because that will, that will not be that too many people's exercise of choice. But our brains experience that. When we physically exert ourselves, well, there will be boost the serotonin and dopamine levels in our brains, and it will boost our mood and our, our feeling of well-being. And that is true for nearly everybody. Um, and, and the promise of it is, is why some people, you may not feel like exercising that day, but you, you, you know that if you can just get the kit on, or not even get the kit on, just as you are, go and exercise, you'll, you'll feel those benefits. And a, you know, a single workout, you can possibly feel the benefits from that for two hours or more. And which is something I, you know, when I was researching all this and the Department of Health have said that if you, do, if you haven't been exercising, you've done nothing to increase your levels of, of, of activity to three times a week, it reduces the risk of depression by up to about 30%. So there's some, some very good reasons to exercise. Yeah. Wow, that's really Well, to be honest, I, a few years ago, I tried to pick up running because um, people always told me you know you get this amazing feeling this endorphin <laughs> rush when you start running and I, I swear I started running and I felt the exact opposite of an endorphin <laughs> rush <laughs> but after a while you know it took a few months for me to get more and more fit and then I started to feel really positive I started to look forward to going on runs but I got to tell you in the beginning it was it was not a pleasant I experience think for me. Quite a few people do find it tough, and what I would recommend is that when you if you if you have a sort of desire to run, perhaps start walking and running. And there's some great apps out there, like the Couch to Five K, is a really good app which starts you just walking a little bit of running, and then after nine weeks, you you most people can are able to run a five k, so they can run for. 25 35 minutes without um without stopping which is fairly phenomenal mm. and i think yeah people always turn to well not always but people often turn to running when they think i want to get fit i want to start running but I th- there, some people love it but it's not a very it's not it's not always a lot of fun to run and i think there's a lot of other things that people can do that are a lot more enjoyable um i i enjoy playing sports because you can be with other people it, it can be a social experience but what, what advice do you have, Simon, for a young person who maybe hasn't done much sport before, hasn't, um, doesn't have like a history of, of, of fitness, maybe feels a little bit embarrassed about going out and doing exercise? What advice do you have to someone like that? Where can you get started? Well, I think that the first thing would be to really think about what you might enjoy and just have a, a, a really... Um, 
don't go down any particular route just think well what can I try and maybe try a, a load of things it could be you know you might try swimming you might try cycling either off-road or on road um, you know you might be able to get onto a rowing machine somewhere and give that a go but just um, be very open to the sort of activities that are out there maybe you know you might you might find that as you were saying the social aspect by joining an exercise class obviously when we're out of this current lockdown um, I think the gyms will open again and and that's a great place to go to try things like you know tai chi pilates even you know young 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 people may enjoy those sorts of things um yoga there's loads of stuff online and that's something that, that they could that they could look up but just be open-minded um and and, mm. and try a load of different things yeah, be my I, advice. yeah. I like to say try everything once except for like drugs and obviously bad things but when it comes <laughs> yeah. to sports and new experience try everything once do you Simon do you have any any stories or experience in your own life about your mental health and how uh fitness has has played a played a role in that very much so yeah I I was teaching um and and I I got a job in a private school and got very involved with everything going on um you know beyond the teaching um I was an assistant housemaster I got sort of really overloaded and exercise had very much got kicked to the the sideline and I found that um when I was able to return to um I mean all those things um had uh, uh, had caused me to become depressed and not that I particularly knew what that was at the time I'd never been depressed until that stage I was in my 30s facing something new um but all those, you know, the signs of depression, anxiety, poor sleep, low energy levels um, were there. And eventually I um, went to seek help. And that's the most important thing for depression is to tell your family, to tell somebody, tell friends, tell, you know, in this case, I was able to speak to the school and they were very understanding. And then I was put on the road to recovery. So exercise is just one part of that. I just wanted to stress that, you know, people, if, if they do feel anxious, depressed, go and see your GP. There's, you know, organisations like Calm, um, the Mind, the, if you go on the website, mind.org.uk, there's a lot of help there. So um, when I, coming out of um, I was able to then find some time to get back into exercise and I, and I started to experience the joy of running again. Um, I used to run fast, so I probably just did some short first rather than any long stuff but um the the, the joy of, of getting outside and that's another thing you know get get outside to exercise if you if you can that there's that's um you know that's a great boost I, I discovered things like nordic walking walking with poles which is um you know is good fun and also um exercise can also take your mind off um your you know your um your, your 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 troubles it can allow a period of distraction from from your worries and things other benefits you know improved my sleep patterns which you know if you get depressed can 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 get quite um quite poor it um can improve appetite and it can reduce muscle tension as well so there's lots of benefits from taking part yeah, yeah. 
I mean, one of the questions I ask is, um, you know, how do you eat an elephant? If I asked you that question, what would your answer be? Uh, start at the tail. Work <laughs> in small chunks so how do you eat in elephant? small so, chunks yeah you know you can start with a goal and you can work towards that goal just in little chunks and you know improving not necessarily every week but you know every month you 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 get a bit of an improvement and you see that goal as you did and it's a great it's a great feeling of achievement and you have that that social part of it as well you know taking part with other people well, I got to say, I feel I feel psyched up to get back into running to set some goals again because I've been I've been quite stagnant the last probably well the last month that we've been locked down. Um, so thank you so much, Simon. It's been such a blessing to chat to you, and hopefully, if you're listening to this, you feel inspired as well to get up, go do some exercise, get out, get some fresh air, and just just see what a benefit it has to your mental health. So, Simon. Thank you again for joining us. You're very welcome. And uh, yeah, just, 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 just try it. Just have a go at something. Out you go. Wow, that was so amazing hearing from Simon. A lot of great things we can take away from there. Um, make sure your physical health is on point and that will definitely impact your mental health in a really impactful way. I feel like in a lot of these episodes we've spoken about like breathing mm. and like the importance of breathing and and just to kind of like solidify or like solidify this idea idea that it is connected to our physical is what we're doing by slowing our breathing is we are putting almost less oxygen into our blood by lowering the oxygen levels we are slowing our heart rate and yeah. by slowing our heart rate we are calming ourselves down almost like putting less fuel on a fire if you want to get a fire massive you chuck a load of wood on it Mm. but if you just like stop doing that the fire will still tick over like it's still going to keep you warm but it's just going to slowly sort of manageable die down a little bit and just sit and just tick over nicely yeah that is so true there's such a strong connection between our physical body and our mind Mm. so exercise breathing um good sleep all of those things result in having good mental health. Of course, like we say really often, if your mental health is really poor, there's no shame at all in seeing a GP. You got nothing to lose. Um, if there's something a little bit more serious that you're dealing with, please go see a healthcare professional. But until next time, this is the Youthscape Thrive podcast. My name's Ruben, and I am joined as usual by Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger the bed in your bedroom the more bedroom you have but the less bedroom you have hold on whoa (laughs) thank you so much it's been a pleasure youthscape.luton on instagram